Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobel, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. So welcome to episode 14 of The Average Cheese. You already know our names, not going to say them. Shout out to our 339 Twitter followers, and we now have listeners in Nebraska, so we're in more states as of today. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Hey, and I'm going to actually shout out sponsors. Always, right. I always fuck up and, oh, geez. There we go. Right. I always mess up and do them at the end. So thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs and Andy at ThirdEyeGraphics.net. We appreciate you very much. Also, just so you know, Todd, I didn't tell you this, but we are now doing another commercial in the middle of our podcast. It is a, I don't know what they call them, public service announcement. So at oh. some point we'll have to stop. So Is that required? I don't know if it's required, but it's about voting. And I thought, okay, it's nonpartisan. It's about voting. I thought, why not? It's right. only like a 30-second clip. I'll warn the, all the listeners. For this episode? It's going to be in this episode. Um, oh, okay. All right, so let's go. Week three. Three and oh, looking ahead to this game now. They got they got a nice little break now. It was kind of nice. Get get off three and oh, and now you've got a Monday night game, so you can kind of rest through the weekend. And then they go right into the bye. I mean, the schedule couldn't shape up any better or, than it is right now for them. It's a great time to be a Packer fan. With all this COVID negativity and all this stuff going on, I mean, this has been good therapy all around. Absolutely. I hate to be too positive because as a Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Green Bay sports fan, yeah. you've taken a lot of L's over the years, and I feel yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to get too excited because I thought the Bucks were going to win an NBA title this year. They were just playing crazy. Yeah. The Brewers actually made the playoffs with a losing record, so there is that. <laughs> but they let me hope. down many, many times. But the Packers, yeah. I was thinking about it. I didn't say this to you on Sunday. The Packers look like that offense that they had the year that they lost to Arizona. Oh, yeah, in that crazy shootout game. Yes. The, this it offense like, looks – I can't remember what the score was of that one. It was like in the 50s or something, 50-something. It was. I just watched the low light of Rodgers getting sacked at the end when he's getting face masked and there was no call. Right. I think it was. Four, it was overtime. I think it was fifty-one forty-five. I think that that score, you know, won it. Yeah. Yeah. But that offense looks crazy good. Let's talk. Let's talk highlights. So thirty-seven thirty Packers win. They beat a pretty good Saints team. I mean, it's a better yeah. team than the team we played the first two weeks. So. What are the Saints? Are they one and two? They're one and two. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, they're, they're a good one and two team. I, don't, I, I still see this, that team in the playoffs. I still see them getting there. They get Michael Thomas healthy and some other things on track. I mean, they're still going to be a dangerous team. I see them in the playoffs for sure. So they score 37. They've scored, what, 40? They scored 120, over 120 points in the first three games. Yeah, they're number two in the power rankings. Moved up. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. Uh, on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, the the other good point, too, is um, there's been no turnovers this season, so they're not fumbling the ball. Aaron Rodgers, which is not uncommon, has zero picks. Um, but the Packers are the first team in NFL history with 35-plus points and zero turnovers in each of their three games of the season. That was kind of an interesting fact. And then the other one is uh, it's the first time in franchise history that the Packers did not commit a turnover in the first three games of a season. Those two... You know, little tidbits there are one of the reasons they're off to this quick start. Yeah, they're playing clean football. The two penalties for 10 yards is a real small number, (laughs) too. So they're playing disciplined football all the way around, not just turnovers. But that's crazy. I didn't know that that was a record or a history thing as far as three not having turnovers in three games. Yeah, they're looking good. And like you said, the disciplined football is there. I mean, the penalties can really hem you up. They're not making dumb mistakes. Right? You don't see their big – Big stupid mistakes and uh, and penalties all over the place. So, right. Kudos to the coaching staff. Absolutely, and our guys. I mean, I think there's that's a big deal. Not not committing turnovers and not committing penalties. You look at New Orleans and their eight penalties, and they had some big ones, like some really yeah. bad timing penalties yeah. in that game. Yep. What was the guy I got? Was it Jerry Gray, the new defensive back coach? Yep. That's I think him. you got to give him. I don't. I don't know that we have a PI. Penalty. I mean, I didn't check that, but if we do, there haven't been many. So right. the the defensive backs, they're playing really good football as well. So clean. Yeah, clean not, gra- not grabbing on guys on the way by. I mean, that yeah. was Josh Jackson's thing. That was always his thing. Kevin King, too, was pretty handsy going back there. And if you can play solid football and play good technique football and not have to grab guys, yeah, that's huge. And if that's on Jerry Gray, heck yes. I'm happy to see Jerry Gray coaching. Yeah, I, I got to think that's partially his influence. What else can it be? I mean, guys get better, but they don't stop doing bad habit type things. I'm super happy to say this. So our defensive line, which we both have said over and over <laughs> again is crap. Kingsley Kiki had a great game. Probably his best game as a professional. I agree. The, the defense is different with him in it. And maybe that's because either Lancaster or Lowry are out. But either way, it's a different defensive line with him in there. And it, it was good to see. He, he He's definitely more of the athletic type player. You know, I don't know if it was Lancaster or Lowry or both of them. But, like, they're not only getting taken out of the plays, but they're, like, getting knocked to their ass. Uh, like, getting up off the ground. Like, they're getting blocked to their ass. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I got you. I got you on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll double it up. Yeah, it was, I thought he had a great game. He, the game before he was better in the second half. I thought that this game he put together um, like a full game and and with two sacks, beautiful. I actually saw Montrevious Adams almost make a play. Actually made a play, threw yeah. the center out of the way and made a play, and that, that was that was huge. I mean, if he can do that, I don't know, two or three times a game. Yeah. It's more than what we've gotten out of the nose tackle position. I mean, Kiki probably doesn't belong at the nose. You know, he needs to play that defensive end position because he's, you know, he's not the 340 big fat guy that's going to just stuff the middle. And neither is Adams, but that's where he plays. Yeah. So, yeah, huge game for Kiki. But I, Yeah, I, I would love to see the combination of Clark 
Kiki, and Gary. And I've said that since like in the preseason. I'd love to see Gary down just to see. I don't know. Yeah, I, like those Alden Smiths of uh, like back in. I mean, he's not with San Francisco anymore, but like. I was with Dallas. That, that big, long kind of, you know, defensive tackle that just give offensive linemen fits just because of their athletic ability. And yeah, that's a super athletic line, right? If you have, when yeah. you get Clark back and you've got Gary at one end and Kiki on the other, especially in passing downs, you're, that's oh. trouble. We've said that and I, yeah, I'm ready for that for sure. And Petten's got to get and start making some type of changes, shaking something up somewhere. Cause I'd have to think that even, even though we're three and oh and things are on track, I got to think his seat is getting warm. You know, I do. I think okay. Petten's seat is getting warm. Gosh, I hope so. not. But I, I can understand why you're saying that. The Packers gave up 34 to the Vikings, and they scored, what, three against Indianapolis or something like that? They can't stop the run, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, I, don't, I get it, though. There's no guy they can throw in there, and losing your best lineman and in Kenny Clark hurts a lot. But McCarthy used to say it, next man up. But there isn't really a next man up. Like, there isn't, no. isn't that guy. Not even close to that guy. They did, though, have another huge turnover in this game. And it's funny because right as I tweeted, where are the Smiths? The very next play was the turnover. I swear to God, I just had tweeted that. And it was like the very next play. So I was like, yeah. Some- Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. I was like, oh, should I, you know, should I delete that? I don't think you can delete tweets or something. You can, yeah. but oh. forget it. It was so I, timely. I didn't figure it out in time, and I was like, oh, fuck it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I was thinking, too, like, where are they? And, yeah, they were super quiet up until that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Smiths, Preston Smith has been extremely quiet, almost non-existent. Very. Uh, and Zadarius didn't do much in that game either, but that was a huge play. And that's the kind of, that's the game changing turn the tide play. That's three weeks in a row. So I don't know if that's a petting thing or not, or if that's just guys making plays, but that is something that winning teams do. Their defense may not be perfect, and the Packers certainly isn't, but if they make plays like that and they can turn the field, turnovers are going to be huge for a team that can't be stopped on offense. Yeah, maybe the maybe the the game plan was like to hold the edge for those two guys more in this, you know, and worried about the flat or something. I don't know with Alvin yeah. Kamara coming out of there. So maybe they weren't. Maybe they're were kind of holding the edge a little bit more than actually trying to rush Breeze because all he's got to do is step up in the pocket or just like float it over you to Kamara out of the backfield and 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 they did do that. They did. And they they smoked Ty Summers on that one. I mean, he got smoked. I mean, I think it was down the right sideline. And you, you just see there's about 30 yards in front of Kamara. And Ty Summers is just in his, like, he's just taking his first step towards that, that direction. It's like. Let's talk about that play later, but yeah, for <laughs> sure. It'll come up in the ugly, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so notable injuries in this, in this game. Rashawn Gary, it's like, where the heck is Gary? And who's 53? What's Garvin doing in there? But Rashawn Gary went out with an ankle injury. I got to question his toughness a little bit. They haven't he said does, anything about it, though. And I guess the injury report comes out on Thursday, so there's no updates on him, but hopefully he's back up. But he had a very quiet game. And, and yeah, he might have went out with an injury, but up until that point, he had a pretty quiet game, too. And the other injury, Kirksey is out for a few weeks with a shoulder injury. Immediately after Kirksey went down, one of my buddies from school was like, bring in Clay Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. 
It would have been nice. It would have been nice if he was over there on the sideline, turn it over to him. So I did a little research on that after the game because, right, Kirksey is going to be out. He's going to possibly be back after the bye week, so he's going to miss this week for sure. The problem with Clay Matthews is that he has got a guaranteed $2 million coming from the Rams. Oh, that's right. And they – well, so if, if a team offers him $2 million, he's essentially working for free. He can sit on his tail and work for at, not at right. all and not play at all this year. Which is pro- most likely going to happen. Yeah, because no team, unless they are super desperate, is going to overpay for Clay Matthews. I mean, clearly, right. Denver took a shot at Clay Matthews, and they said he's not playing football this year. And then his camp, I think his sister and, and him came out and said, or his agent just said, we haven't, we didn't come to an agreement with Denver. You're right. Which I means that. they're not going to offer him more than $2 million. They can't. I mean, most teams cannot afford to plug in Clay Matthews. And I think I would love to see Clay Matthews play, but uh, I also get that the band yeah. isn't going to get a $5 million contract. He's just No, not. no, not unless we're just like, super desperate and there's more injuries piling up or something then maybe it makes sense but yeah but i mean this was the fear of kirksey coming to the team right and now it's it's it, we're in week three and hopefully he's all right and gets back in he's had a solid year so far blake martinez ish i don't know I, I i haven't seen you know, like he's lacking what we thought in kirksey was he had more playmaking ability because that's what Martinez just doesn't have. He doesn't. He he doesn't. He's not a game changer. He's not gonna you know at the right time in the game come up with a sack or a fumble or an interception or make a big play. Right? He doesn't have that that ability. And the thought on Kirksey was that he did, and I haven't seen that yet either. No, nothing. Yeah, he's been so Blake Martinez like. It's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a cheaper. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, six million compared to ten million, but. Still, yeah, we didn't bring him in here to be Blake Martinez. We brought him right. in here to be a better version at linebacker. So, yeah. uh, Kenny Clark was still out. Did practice last week before the game, so there was some yeah. thought that he would come around. You know, I don't know if Kenny Clark will play. He probably is more likely, clearly. But this is an Atlanta team that we're going to face that's going to be more likely to throw it all over the place than run it all over the place. If Clark is back, it'd be nice to see him on maybe some limited reps. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's take him out and give him some, you know, time to get healthy. I don't know. I, I don't see him playing in this game. I don't. If, if I'm the coaches and we just signed him to a big contract, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even risk limited play with him. All it's going to take is like one week. You're going into a bye week on top of it. That means he's going to have a ton of time to get this thing right. You come in off the bye week, 100%. You don't want to go into this game 85 or 90%. He's got to be 100%. And if you're going into the bye week, it just makes sense. Sit him down. You beat the Saints without him. You can beat Atlanta without him. So let's stop here for our, uh, our public <laughs> service announcement. Let's stop here for that. We'll be back in like 30 seconds. Okay, so go vote. That's the point of that whole thing. <laughs> so let's talk about Regis- the good things. Register first and then go vote. Right, go to ballotready.org. You can register right there, or you can find out if you are registered and make Which that I, happen. I, need to do, I actually need to do because I haven't changed my license over yet in this state. Well, go to I ballotready.org. Can't. Well, I got to get my license first. <laughs> It's all which right. I can't go to DMV because of fucking COVID, and because of COVID, I can't get my. I, you have to make an appointment at DMV, and you have to wait like a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get in by the by the skin of my ass to register. I didn't watch. I don't. We don't. We are not talking about this, but 
so the stupid, those two clowns that we're going to vote for for president oh, had a debate yeah. last night. Okay, oh, I'm just going to say this right now. And this is not political in any way. Those two fuckheads cannot have another debate. And they can't have another debate because I don't want the Twitter timeline to be just full oh, of no. bullshit. I yeah. want it to be Packer talk only. And I don't want to hear how much of a clown this guy is and how much of a clown the other guy is. Okay, no more debates. That's it. You already know who you're going to vote for anyway, so just go ahead and not have these debates. It's right. like two It's two old fucking men who nobody wants to be president. <laughs> yeah. And now we got to vote for it, these two like, clowns. I, I always look at it like this. Like <laughs> We probably shouldn't have got off on this, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm it's my upset. fault. But we live in a nation full of some of the most world-renowned scholars, business types, tech gurus who are leading multi-billion dollar companies. These are smart, intellectual, academically gifted people that we, we have like a massive corral of these people from the military even, from, from all over, from tech, from business, from you name it, right? You got all these leaders and we come up with these two. That's right. what we can produce. That's what we've come to. We, these are, make your choice. Here, the, you know, forget all the other people. <laughs> like these are the two clowns that you we, you have to vote for. So, and I I will stop talking about this. I promise. Right after this, but Mark Cuban, go fuck yourself, you you son of a bitch. That's two. <laughs> you said Mark Cuban. You said on somebody's radio show that because they asked you about running for president, you're like, well. You know, if, if it comes to that and, and the two choices for president aren't good, then I will. Well, there's no fucking better time than now, you dick. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Okay. I am not cutting any of that out. That's a lot of quarters for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It is, and but worthwhile. Back to Packers. I can't right. talk. I'm so fired up now. Okay. So, Alien Lizard had an amazing game. He did. Career game, six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. The the one thing I, I was gonna, I might have put it at the end of the, the episode here, but I, I might as well mention it now since we're talking about him. But that dude needs to get like one of those, like you know, those things that you balance on, like the little <laughs> a bo- things, a Bosu like, ball, a, a Bosu ball, or like you, you know, like surfers have that one thing they have like the roller in the middle, and you're on like a board. Oh yeah, you got to yes. do the thing like that. Alan, you got to get one of those, buddy, because you, you missed out on two touchdowns. He just sure. stumbles <laughs> when he catches it, man. I don't know. It was on both of those. I mean, and he falls like three yards short. It's like, whoa, dude, get some balance, man. I mean, great catch. You were wide open. Love it. Just keep your balance, man. And, you, and you're, you're scoring two more touchdowns there. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that happens to you like when you're having a, a dream and you're running for the end zone and you trip over a blade of grass or something. Know. You're like, oh, come on. He's, he's been there before. Just come on, man. Get it he's, together. And all the people that have him in fantasy football like, no. It's like, a, it's like when he catches, he, he does like this weird – I think the first one is like this weird sort of like he was in stride and then he like overstrided. Mm-hmm. And it like kind of like just kind of, and the DB was like, Whoop. it was just that's all he needed, you know. I can't I can't remember the other one was like a, a some sort of like strange stumble, but he had a step, you know, af, af, on both of those when he caught the ball and he just like stumbled and fell. I was like, 
and it's always like three yards short. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> so I don't uh, have, but a great day, but he had a great day. My son just picked him up on his fantasy team. So we're stoked. Nice. Six catches, 146 yards and a touchdown. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I know that this is not part of what we were going to talk about, but game one, Devonte Adams, game two, Aaron Jones, game three, Alan Lazard and the tight ends, which we didn't mention yet, but the tight ends, clearly the Saints can't stop the tight end because the Raiders beat the crap out of them doing that too. Yeah, they did with the, Waller. and yeah. Right. Um, maybe we'll talk about that later, but my point was three games, three guys stood out. So when yeah. you're on defense against the Packers, you can't just say we're going to stop Devonte Adams because then Aaron Jones will beat you. Devonte Adams goes out. Aaron Jones has an okay game. Alan Lazard comes up and has a huge game. Like that yeah. is very promising for the Packers. And the tight ends kind of supplemented that and made it happen too. They made it, you know, kind of dangerous across the middle and and something else to think about. So they had a great game. Do the Packers have the best? Offensive line in all of football. One sack in three games, not bad. I would I would say. And you're talking about injuries. There was a lot of question marks. People are swapping positions back and forth. Even during the game, guys are coming in from, from off of injury and playing in completely different positions. I mean, it's it's been complete turmoil. And somehow, I would have never thought this, but somehow, in game three, I mean, Rodgers has been down one time. I honestly think they are playing unbelievable football. And, you know, we we talked about in previous casts about, like, who's going to get signed next, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then it was Clark. And then it's like, well, is it Bakhtiari or Jones? And now, now I'm starting to look at Lindsey like, man, he, I don't know. He, he is quite a center. Because a lot of those runs that Jones gets loose on are right up the middle. Yeah, I don't know. Talked about it, and I don't know what the number would be because center is that weird position. But – He's not yeah. going to get $22 million and you got – No. We talked about Bakhtiari and his $22 million last year – last week. Um, yep. I don't know. Corey Lindsley, right. He makes all the right calls, it seems like. I mean, again, mm-hmm. Rodgers is not getting sacked back there. Uh, Aaron Jones is getting good yards per carry, that kind of thing. Like, the, yes, the offensive line is, is gelling. It's not just Bakhtiari. You know, Rick Wagner had two great games, and then – he didn't even play in this game. Billy Turner I was, was out there. Really surprised to see Billy Turner out there and nervous at the same time. Same here. And I got to say, you know, for for uh switching positions for Billy Turner, I mean, I, I thought he had a good game too. I'm just shocked all around. I mean, they're all playing really good football right now. So, we'll see what happens. I might as well talk about Wagner now, but yeah, I I don't understand what what the call was there. You know, you brought this guy in to to be the starting right tackle. It it looked like he was going to be the starter. There were some questions of who would and who wouldn't, and then he got in there and he, he performed really well. And now Billy Turner came back in and took it from him. I could yeah. see I could see if he was not playing well, Billy Turner comes in, but yeah, I thought the same thing. Like he, so Wagner played almost perfect football at right tackle. I yeah. guess the only thing I can think of is that the Packers didn't want Turner to lose his job because of injury. Because I thought that Turner won the starting job before he got hurt, and then maybe their thinking is, well, maybe. he's the better player. You know, he's not going to lose it because he got hurt, and when he's because he's a better player, when he comes back, he's going in. But then Rick, Rick Wagner, what do you that do sounds, with him? Yeah. You know? That sounds I right. I well, know. I mean, <clears throat> he's a nice person to come off, off the sideline, I'll tell you that, if anything right. goes, goes sideways or anyone gets banged up. 
We talked about a little bit combined tight end stat line. Nine catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns. One-third of those catches was old Sternberger. He looked good. He looked like he had some confidence going, you know, the last two weeks. I mean, you know, Roger, Roger stuck it right to him, went right back to him, which, you know, I think he believes in him. And, and you know, he, he looked confident. I think the, the first catch he had was like for 23 yards or something like that. It was a nice pickup. So hopefully there's some more upside there. They're all very different. Mercedes Lewis, Tanyan, Sternberger, and yeah. DeGuara, all very different types of guys. That's a real mismatch problem. The grab that was by Lewis and that yeah. touchdown. That was insane. He is 30, what? Five or six? 36, I want to say, yeah. That was a sick catch. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, he turned around at the very last second, got, you know, found where the ball was, grabbed it, and continued to turn and found the end. I mean, that was that was an unbelievable touchdown for, for a guy of his age and size, man. Wow. Yeah, it was a great Crazy catch. Crazy grab. All right, so – I mean, there's a lot of positive. It's <laughs> there aren't a whole lot of negatives in this game, and as Packer fans, we do tend to move towards the negative. But there weren't many. And MVS played, but didn't have a catch. Um, I, I I assume that New Orleans decided. Did he have one to, catch? MVS? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. If only I could look these things up, right? I will look it up while we're talking. Oh, I am wrong. I am wrong. He had one catch for five yards. I, I apologize. One yeah. catch for five yards. But still, yeah, kind of shows you where, where they wanted to dis- distribute the ball. So I think they, they knew the mismatch was with the tight end position, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I think Lazard's size was just going to give people problems. And, they, you know, that's how he had a big – Big game for that. Yeah, and Lazard ran away from dudes. Like yeah. Lazard is not usually a deep guy. Yeah, but he caught Six, two long five. balls. He's yeah, big. Five. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the the Saints were thinking. I mean, clearly they have they struggle in the back end as far as you know covering guys. But MVS is he's not the guy I'd be double teaming ever. Right. And Jamal Williams had a slow day. Six carries, fourteen yards. But I mean, is it bad? The Saints' defensive line is is decent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I mean, I expect him to to bounce back. I, I wouldn't think that that's any any big thing, but like you said, trying to trying to find a negative in the offense this this season thus far is is pretty. It's pretty tough to t- do. Tough to do, and then we didn't see AJ Dillon. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, my thought I said this in episode one. I didn't think that Corey Dillon would get over fifty snaps this year or fifty carries this year. Yeah. So far through three Probably. games, I'm looking pretty good on that prediction. Yeah. I would think, though, that he would get some. You know, give him one series of games. So he'd just come in and smash guys in the mouth. The problem is, though, the Packers' offense is rolling. And do you stop that by putting, you know, A.J. Dillon in a game? I don't know. I, I think for now, until things get a little stale, I think he stays. You, he stays out of the game. You play your guys. You play Williams and you play Jones until the wheels fall off because what they're doing is working at this point. That's all we have for offensive yeah. negatives. Oh, yeah, for, that's that's it. It. That the rookie didn't play. Let's move on to defense. We talked yeah. a little bit about it already, but Kingsley Kiki was freaking awesome in this game. Yeah, two sacks. And then, you know, you had the, the young linebackers had to step up. Summers with nine tackles, Barnes with nine tackles, and Burks with four. I mean, I felt they, as a group, I think they played pretty well. They're They're getting their – their reps in and some experience and like we I think we mentioned before I mean Summers he's got to identify some of those 
those people coming out of the backfield or it's going to be, you know, I'm sure Atlanta's already eyeing that up and some other teams, but he's got to do a better job of that. But he did have a pretty decent game. I'd, I'd give him that. For his first defensive snaps of his career, I thought he played pretty well. Yes, I mean, Alvin Kamara is, we talked about it to preview this game, yeah. Alvin Kamara is an amazing player. He is going to make guys look bad. I thought Summers, you know, on the one screen pass, okay, that I don't know what he was trying to do there, tackling Kamara high. I have no well, he, idea. It looked like he bit on the play action, and it was too late because <laughs> Kamara was just waiting there, and he had like 30 yards in front of him. Well, when Redmond missed that tackle, that was uh, you know, awful. Yeah, that he was just dove bad. at legs, like hoping. It was more of a, I'm hoping to tackle this guy than, <laughs> yeah. But Summers, so th- I agree with you. He's not very quick to read things. But when he does, he, he's got athletic ability and he's fast to the ball. Oh, there no was an- there's another play. Uh, they dumped one off to Kamara in a back, uh, uh, coming out of the backfield. And Summers read it and was able to get to the play and, you know, tackled Kamara for maybe a three- or four-yard gain. Um, There wasn't a whole lot to read on that play other than Kamara was standing, you know, doing a five-yard out from out of the backfield. But he made the play. Barnes, that dude. Yeah, surprise. (laughs) Yep, another surprise week. Nine tackles. Dude has a ton of tackles. And I didn't look to see how many snaps he has had in this game. But he, he has a majority of his tackles on very, very few snaps. And you know these guys are going to get up for this game at home too, right? I mean, this is like their big shot, their big break. They're, they know they're going to get the playing time. So I expect, mm-hmm. I expect all three of them to really have uh, a decent game in this Atlanta game for sure. Burke's four tackles is, for him, yeah. that's a big step forward. Yeah. And I, he didn't play that many snaps, I didn't think. So when he was on the field, he was doing he was doing what he what he needed to do. So and Jair Alexander had another decent game. I mean, he he wasn't like stratosphere like high score, but I think he was in the sixties or something like that, seventies. Yeah. So he hasn't had a below average game yet Mm-mm. out of the three, and that's that's yeah. saying something. All right. Let's move. Keep moving on. So the negative. Negatives for the defense. Uh, I I I felt like the Smiths were. Again, quiet until, of course, the, the fumble. But, you know, we talked about that a little bit already. They had five combined tackles and, and no sacks. So in comparison to, you know, what we saw out of them last year, I would say they're off to a bit of a slow start. Haven't seen a lot of it. Yeah, Preston Smith had one solo tackle and two assists. So Darius Smith had one, one tackle and one assist. Yeah, that's – I mean, the fumble the, – the forced fumble was huge, and it was a turning point – but right, very few pressures we've seen out of them this year. We haven't seen a ton of, clearly not a ton of sacks, not much out of them so far. So right. hopefully they can get things going because we're 3-0 and with a chance to go 4-0, and and they neither one of those guys has played well yet. And on to our, Lanc- our weekly Lancaster and Lowry update, I, I just, I literally, my blood pressure goes up as soon as I see those two on the field. For this game, Lancaster actually made the stat line, actually got two tackles, but Lowry didn't. So he got a big zero. And then for the for the entire year through three games, Lowry has two tackles in total, only one of which is a solo and one assist. Lancaster's two tackles that he had, finally, 
zero for solo and two assists. When you look at the stat line, the, uh, the projection for the year, they're each projected at 11. Less than one tackle <laughs> per game. Yes. But you could see, like, when they were out, the, the defense is a completely different operating unit. When they are out of the game, I really feel like it's a completely different look. So, and I mentioned it yeah. before, but it's, it's, it's not like they're just getting taken out of plays or whatever, but they're getting knocked on their ass. Mm-hmm. Like on the ground, you see them on the ground, and it's not like they were in this big, massive pileup. It was like a big offensive tackle just knocked you on your ass, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but usually, usually when I when, usually the, the jar starts filling up as soon as I talk about these two. But <laughs> God, I mean, I, I just honestly I cannot stand these two guys. They're my least favorite Packers. And then the last negative, and again, Alvin Kamara is an amazing player. The Packers really had no answer other than he had six carries for 58 yards, but almost all of them came on one play. So they sort of contained him on, you know, in that way, but he caught 13 balls for 139 yards in this game. Yeah. They, they knew exactly what they were going to do. They're just going to throw it to him underneath and let him make a play. And he did. It was all over the place. He's a crazy, crazy football player, man. But okay. He's good. But there's no Michael Thomas in this game. They don't have a tight end to speak of. I mean, Taysom Hill, who we could have that conversation on how much they're paying that fool to really do nothing. But they don't have any other weapons than Alvin Kamara. Like, why can't we stop one guy? Right. You got one guy you have to worry about. And Drew Brees, who, like we said in the preview, has a – his arm is trash. It's horrible. He he doesn't even try to throw the ball downfield. So if you only have to – cover the 20 yards from the line of scrimmage to, you know, 20 yards back. Why, why can't you stop the dump off over the middle? It happened yeah. over and over and over again. It did. Yeah. What else you got? So that's our uh, negatives and positives for offensive defense. What else? Oh, you wanted to mention something about Rogers, didn't you? Oh yeah. So it was interesting the game before when Rogers got the clock down to zero and LaFleur called a timeout. And I said that maybe we should let oh, him play. Right. right. So that, that came to fruition in this game. Yeah. Rodgers got that one dude with his cadence twice on the same play. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he threw the ball to the end zone, and that guy was holding Lazard so badly. It was like, dude, are you, what are you doing? Like, I guess, okay. I mean, you're going to score it on. But that cadence won that play, and he's amazing at it. He's one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL at getting guys to jump off sides. I, I would say the best. No doubt. Not not to be a homer or anything, but I would absolutely say he's the best at it. He can really lure people into that cadence, and he knows – I mean, ultimately, he wants to get the free play, right? That's what he's really trying to do. And it's like, if you don't get the free play, well, we'll take the yard. We'll take the penalty. I mean, I got he's got him either way. And he does it several times a game, man. It seems like at least he gets like one or two, sometimes maybe three times a game. Yeah, he did it more than once in this game. And yeah. the one time was early – they, they really stopped the play. Yeah. What are you doing yeah. stopping the play? Yeah, like, he was in the ref's ear on that one, I think. Yeah, like, let it go. I know they're right. trying to protect Aaron Rodgers, but on the play that I'm talking about, the dude maybe had a step and a half or so. He wasn't – I mean, it wasn't a for sure, like, Rodgers is going to get killed. We better stop this play. It wasn't that. That's for sure. Right. And just the other observations I, I, I had was, um, you know, I sort of mentioned it a little bit in the, in the, the top of the – episode but you know what's the future of Mike Patton I mean I know that 
you know, last year there were some questions around him. LaFleur stuck to his side and said, no, there is no controversy. He's our guy, blah, blah, blah. But, and it's hard to like, I mean, yes, we're three and all. We're you know, scoring over 30 points a game, but we're also, you know, we're on pace. The defense is on pace right now to set a record for points allowed. I mean, that's not good. And no. I've got to think that I know we're only in three games into the season, but I mean, I've got to think that if things don't kind of start to turn around, that his, his seat's starting to get a little warm now. I mean, unless things really start to change in some, some way. I don't know if it's personnel or scheme or planning or what he's got to do, but didn't look good from my view. And the offense, as great it is, as it's been, is not going to score you 40 every game. I don't care how great the offense is. There's going to be a turnover at some point, and they're just going to get stopped. You know, I mean, yeah. defenses are going to figure things out a little bit. You're not going to score 40 every game. It's just not, it's not going to happen. That, that would be record-breaking scoring. So right. your, team, your defensive team has to be better. On to Monday Night Football. Monday night at, at home. At home, not that it matters, but at home. No fans, but at home. Three keys. Go ahead. What's the first key in your mind? Well, I, I'm going to go with the last key first because we're just talking about this a, a little bit. But this is going to be an interesting game of two two teams who are just scoring ridiculous amounts of points and giving up ridiculous amounts of points. I mean, the Falcons' opponents are averaging 36 points a game. <laughs> so this is going to be another one of those, right? I mean, we should score over 40 here. Um, but at the same time, Atlanta is averaging 30. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I see us uh, obviously coming out. I, I see us 10 points or two touchdowns uh, winners in this game. Yeah. I think we might smash them really bad in the, in the beginning, and we, we'll do our third and fourth quarter meltdown and just do what we have to do to, you know, get everybody, everyone's blood pressure uh, through the ceiling in the fourth quarter, and then we just, like, shut it down with a big play or something. Well, to be fair to the Packers, because I say this all the time, like, why can't they just blow a team out? I know. I have not felt nervous in either of any of the th- – well, the, the third – the game against the Saints was a back-and-forth thing, but I never felt like they were going to lose that game. I, I just felt like it, when they needed to go down and score – they were going to go down and score. I really thought the Packers could score on every possession if they wanted to. So I wasn't super nervous. And the first two games, I never felt like they were threatened at all. Right. I think they're going to, the Packers are going to give up some points. I mean, Atlanta has got players. If Julio Jones plays, they got him and Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan, while he's not Aaron Rodgers, is a very good quarterback. You know, Todd Gurley's not going to scare you a whole lot. So, they're, yeah. you know, that, that's nice for the Packers in this case. They don't have to worry about the Dalvin Cooks. They don't have to worry about uh, the Alvin Kamaras. They've got Todd Gurley, who is not the Todd Gurley of old. Nope. They really the, – the Falcons are one-dimensional or more one-dimensional than, you know, say the Vikings or whatever or the, or the Saints. Yeah, and you know Alexander and King are looking towards this game too to get this, these matchups. This is like premier matchups against these two receivers. So they, they know it's on them. They know they want this matchup, I'm sure. And I think they're up to it. So, and like I said, Jair is playing out of his mind right now. Who do you put Jair on one? I wonder. Because <clears throat> Cal- Calvin Ridley, I think, is like second in the league in receiving <clears throat> yards right now. I'd put, I put him on Ridley just because of the size. I think you put King on, uh, on Jones. Jones? Just, yeah, they're yeah. going to have to figure some things out there <laughs> scheme-wise because those yeah. are two great wide receivers. It should be an interesting game for the DBs. And right, it's their game to, show, to step up for sure. 
And the other key too is like I think we say it every week, but this week is no exception. Is to pressure the quarterback. We got to get some more pressure. Matt Ryan, you know, he is not going to scramble out of there. He's not going to scramble out of the pocket and beat you wide. He's not going to, you know, go up the middle uh, or anything, right? I mean, he is not going to be scrambling around. If you can get some pressure and rattle this guy's cage, he's going to start to throw balls where he shouldn't, and that's going to give us opportunities for interceptions. So I could see us uh, – I'm going to say two interceptions in this game. I think we're going to have five sacks. Wow. I, yeah, he's not mobile. This is a game, right, where you pin your ears back because Matt Ryan – even if you leave him a lane, it's not like he's going to run that quickly through the no. lane. So, right, there should be more sacks in this game. <laughs> they should be able to be a little bit less disciplined on their pass rush and still get away with it. And, right, there's no fear of running the ball, really. So, yeah, it's pin your ears back and go after the quarterback and stop them. And really plays into the Packers' strengths this week against I think Atlanta. so, too. And you're at home at Lambeau, so I, I think it's going to be a good game for them. The last thing I'd want to mention is um, for the Packers, I think you've established a running game. Like early, old-school smash, smash mouth foot, football, I see a big day for the, the Packer running backs. I think Aaron Jones goes, goes off on a big day. I think Jamal Williams is going to have a big day. And I think if we can get Dylan in the game, squeeze him in, maybe we get up by a couple touchdowns or whatever, why not? But I think it's going to be a big rushing day for the Packers offense. I hope so, because it would be nice. It's nice to have some balance. And this is a team, much like the Saints, who has a very good offense. I mean, Atlanta, it's not like, well, you got to keep them off the field, but you kind of do. Yeah, you, you kind of do. You, you, do. Want, you want your defense to be fresh when they go out there against Atlanta's offense. So part of it is going to be to control the clock a little more and run yep. the football. Sure. Absolutely. So I know we always pred- we predicted before the season. What do you think? I know you don't give an exact score, but they're going to win by 10, did you say? I said 10 to 14. Uh, I'll, I'll do a score. Um, I'm going to say uh, 42-27 pack. Okay. That's similar to what I, I – I'm going to say 38-24 Packers. Yeah. I, I think that they do win this game. I don't think it's going to be close. I do worry that they're – hot and you know starting to think about how great they are and there's a bye week coming up it's sort of that trap game type thing but it is at home so i think that sort of balances i think i think if 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 i'm a player and this is probably going through their heads hopefully too is you know if you are going into a bye week you want to go into it with a win so i i don't think this is the time for them to get too cocky i think they're going to definitely be motivated to to get into that bye week they know they want to get in there four and oh they want to get their rest and get everyone healthy to come back. And Before we go, and this is sort of interesting, so the Titans have a ton of well, – not a ton. I want to say they had five COVID cases. Yeah, they shut that game down. Yeah, so what happens then? I was talking to, again, a coworker today. <laughs> so shout out to you, Pops. You better listen. They, what do they do? Like in baseball, they were playing double headers. What do you do with – a game that doesn't get played. I don't know. Like, what have they done in the past? I mean, there's been very rare cases where there's been a football game. Canceled. I can't remember one. Do you move the Super Bowl back to get that one game in? Or maybe. During work today, we were talking about, well, maybe they have to push the Super Bowl back and have a, like a bye week for everybody at the end in case there's more of this. Because yeah. it, this may not be the last time. And then your how do I say this? Your reward for not having that happen is just an extra week off at the end of the season. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's kind of interesting. The other, the other little uh, NFL tidbit that I wanted to mention too, that kind of has to do with McCarthy is, I don't know. Did you see that the game against, uh, it was Seattle and Dallas. I did not see the game. No. So I was watching, I don't know why I was watching it, but I was uh, tuned in a little bit. And um, there's a play there. I, I don't remember the guy's name, the defensive lineman for the, for Dallas, but where he uh, out like completely alligator rolled uh, Carson's leg. Did you see the replay of that at least? I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, with two guys you, that are already on the ground and you've got a guy's leg, and you, you know he's on the ground because you're on the ground. There's no reason for you to be twisting. And, and he had it. It wasn't like he had it with his hands. He had it like elbow to elbow in. Right, like he had he, it leg laced. He had that thing as tight as you could grab it. And by the way – he weighs 350 pounds and and Carson's thought the play was over. Right. So he's relaxing. Like, he was literally, I think up on an elbow already and this is still going on. And it, it was a really dirty play in, in my opinion. No, I don't even think a penalty was called. Uh, Carson, I don't know what his extent of his injury was, but he, I don't think he came back in the game. And then after the game, old Mikey McCarthy backed his player and said, yeah, there was no harm, no intent. I'm like, what? Mm. There's one thing as a coach I get that you always back your players, but come on, Mike. Really? Yeah, Watch cool. the replay, dude. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, complete I thought, I thought BS. It was, I'm yeah. McCarthy. I get it, McCarthy. You got to back your guys and it's your guy. And, they, and they, I'm sure they asked them the direct question, right? They asked it. I'm sure they did. And he's got to back his guy. But Chris Carson is out. Yeah. He's out yeah. for one to two weeks. And that was a BS play. It, it, was a, it was a dirty play. If that dude isn't getting fined, I'd be stunned. I, I, I'm yeah. sure he will get fined for that. I hope so. Yeah, it was a BS play. But that's it. All that's right. It this week, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's so late here, though. Like, that Sunday night game, and now I'm going into a Monday night game. Man, I mean, I was up till damn near midnight. It's going to be a long a night again. One. Jesus. All right, brother. That's it for this week. Yep. We'll see you in, I don't know, seven days. Go, Paco. Go back, go.